Hello lovely listeners, how are you doing? It's been a while and I hope that 2022 has got off to a good start for you. We're kickstarting the series 3 today, later than I had expected to. And I don't know about you, but life has been so busy since we've returned to more normality over the last 6 months. And I've been juggling so many things that the podcast has taken a back seat. But I'm so excited to be back with another series and I've got lots of inspiring guests lined up for you. On today's episode, I'm chatting to Izzy Gannon, founder of Fixation Skincare and the Fixation Training Academy. I first met Izzy last year when I visited for my first skincare treatment and I was immediately struck by her passion for delivering ethical bespoke skincare treatments to her clients. I've been so pleased with the results I've seen since my first appointment and today Izzy will be sharing lots of tips and talking about a healthy skincare routine. Thanks for being on the show Izzy, can you tell the listeners a bit more about yourself? Hi, yes of course. Hi everyone, I'm Izzy, I'm the owner of Fixation Skincare and Training Academy. Fixation Skincare is a skincare clinic located in Millhouses in Sheffield. We opened in 2018 and really do pride ourselves on delivering ethical results-driven facial and body treatments to all. Our motivation is to provide our clients with visible results to improve and combat skin complaints and concerns. We do offer a wide range of results-driven facial treatments tailored to improve specific skin conditions and concerns and aim to educate our clients' knowledge of their own skin and advise how they can further improve their skin with treatments, products and aftercare. Amazing. So you've been on quite a big journey with fixation skincare. What made you want to get started with pursuing a career in this area? Because you started quite a few years earlier, didn't you? Yeah, so I suppose it has been a journey. Originally starting as a mobile business to now in a studio clinic, which I love. To be honest, it's being in the beauty industry and world is the only career I've ever really pursued. Straight from beauty college, I got a contract with Steiner working on the spa in the largest cruise ship in the world. I was very lucky to gain that experience and really that was the starting point of my career. Um, When returning to the UK, I decided I wanted to focus more on results-driven treatments. Realistically, the spa environment didn't suit my personality. I think I'm too much of a chatty person to be in a silent whale music kind of treatment room all day. At the time, it was 2015, and there was a couple of skin clinics in Sheffield. Results-driven treatments were definitely the next big thing, and I was ready to pursue that. So I got a job in a skin clinic, and that's really when my passion for skincare started. 2018, I was ready and confident to set up my own business, and with a push from family and friends, that's what I did. Yeah, I guess it's quite a transition to start on a on a cruise ship and then in that stressful, busy environment to then take the leap and set up on your own. Yeah, I mean, the cruise ship was an intense um, experience. We were working kind of half seven in the morning till half nine at night with a full column. So it was really kind of getting thrown in the deep end um, from college. And I guess now you kind of pride yourself on personal bespoke treatments as well. And I guess that there wasn't much room to do that when you were in that busy environment before. Yeah, I mean, spa treatments are kind of known for a conveyor belt, if that makes sense, in the terms of one in, one out. It's the same kind of relaxation facials. 
you know, you can't really do that many results driven treatments when you are in a spa. So that is something that I kind of knew on the cruise ship. Well, actually, I like this, but I think that I could do better. Yeah. And I guess when you started doing the mobile treatments, that must have been a lot as well, kind of going around and and being on the road with with stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they got to a point where I was carrying a massage couch, two machines, (laughs) all my towels, my bags. And I just thought I can't, you know, I'm rushing to each client's house. And it got to a point where I was that busy, fortunately, that it was you know, I think I'm ready to set up a base and then people can come to me and I can give them that nice kind of skin clinic experience. Definitely. And I guess it's nice for you to have your own base now and be established at where you are in mill houses. Yeah, definitely. The area is lovely. It's a really nice area and the parking's great, which makes a big difference Mm. to clients. So for anyone who feels like they need some lessons at skincare school, do you have any tips for creating a healthy skincare routine? So firstly, I would say to research and have an understanding of what products, ingredients you are using on your skin. I do see it daily with new clients. They are overusing a cocktail of products that either don't complement each other or are not designed to help their skin concerns. Secondly, we have all been guilty of buying products because of their packaging and marketing, myself included in the past. You know, you go into a Tesco or you go into a John Lewis and you see a shiny, jazzy looking product that would perfectly match and display perfectly in your bathroom and jump to it without any hesitation. Again, many of these products may not be suited to your skin. Finally, and you know, know your skin type and many people on their own will struggle to do this. Our skin type can change many times throughout our lifetime. Factors of this can include things like our age, hormonal changes, such as, you know, changing contraception, pregnancy, menopause. So it's so important to keep assessing your skin for changes to ensure that you are using the correct products. The skincare world is fastly evolving and, you know, it can contradict itself with different professional opinions. But one thing that does remain unarguable is the importance of SPF. Absolutely, everyone should be wearing a high SPF daily. There's an overwhelming amount of research to why we should. But some of the key points to know is that A, 86% of melanoma skin cancers are preventable. Um, UV causes 80% of skin aging. And while UVB radiation is only really present in the summer months, UVA radiation, visible light and infrared A is present all day long, all year round, which means by wearing and protecting your skin with a high SPF, you significantly decrease your chances of getting skin cancer and also you uh, prevent premature aging by reducing things like DNA damage and collagen breakdown of the skin. So yeah, my main kind of top bit of advice would definitely be rain or shine, definitely an SPF. Yeah, I think um, all of that, what you've said, is so important, especially around finding the right products for you. Because I know when I first started coming to you, it was like, what are you using? And you had told, told me it was all wrong. Really. So. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, you know, people don't understand why they're using the products that they're using. You know, I say, okay, so you're using this serum, why? Why are you using it? What is it doing to your skin? And a lot of time, many people can't answer that. And whether that is 
oh, my friend told me to use it or, oh, well, it, it does say on the thing that it's designed for uh, aging skin and I'm at an age where, you know, I am wanting to do anti-aging. And yeah, it is difficult and a lot of it does contradict itself, but just kind of researching and discovering your skin type is definitely important. I agree, yeah. And I think a lot of it comes down to what's advertised on social media as well or what you see celebrities and influencers using. So, and their skin might be completely different to yours. Yeah, definitely. You can't, you know, no two skins are the same. You can't um, base kind of someone else's skin on your own because, you know, they're completely different. So you mentioned skin type. Um, how do we discover what our skin type is? I, I know some people might have an idea, but is there ways we can learn more about it? Yeah, so discovering your skin type can actually be really challenging if you don't have the skincare knowledge or training a professional has. I would say always assess your skin on how it looks, how it feels, and look at the texture of your skin. So a few examples that might help listeners wanting to know more about how to manage their skin is if you are breaking out and suffering with acne, your skin will naturally be oily. And a common side effect to this is generally the skin can feel quite tight and flaky in areas. And this is dehydration. Many clients confuse this with dryness and start loading up on the moisturizer. Your skin isn't craving more oil. It's parched in water, so water-based ingredients such as hyaluronic acid would be much more beneficial. Also, if you are menopausal, this includes like postmenopausal or perimenopausal, then your skin will naturally be dry and lack oil. Therefore, oil-based products would be more beneficial for the skin. I would always recommend going to see a skincare specialist for them to help you assess your skin. However, just ensure that you are explaining to them how it does feel, whether that's tight or, you know, it feels very oily. Some people experience like a tingly sensation when certain products are used on the skin. So it's really important for the skin specialist to have a full background of your skin. And then it's easier for them to assess your skin type and kind of go through what products would benefit your skin. Brilliant. So yeah, and I think um, what you said about being honest with, when you do go to see a skincare specialist as well is, is really important because I know that just because someone recommends a product, it might not be suitable. So it's just about finding the right fit, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And there's so many different products, so many different brands. And, you know, don't be afraid to, to mix it up. I know a lot of people sometimes are using certain products for years and years and years. And yeah, they're working to a degree, but, you know, they might want to start focusing on something else, like getting their skin brighter. Um, so don't be scared to go outside the box from the products that you know. That's great advice. So you offer a huge variety of treatments. Um, I know when I first visited, it was just like a minefield, really. <laughs> I didn't know that you could have so many services done and, and different treatments and things. So could you chat us through some of your best sellers? Yeah, of course. So over the years, I've trained in so many different facial treatments. So when kind of setting up my own business, I picked treatments that were the most result-driven kind of and showed the most results. 
on social media, we're constantly posting our before and after client pictures, which everyone loves to see. So that was kind of a big thing for me that, you know, I need to be doing product, um, I need to be doing treatments um, and selling products um, that will see a visible result. One of our top selling treatments is a diamond microdermabrasion. So the diamond microdermabrasion and dermabrasion style of treatment was actually invented in 1985. So the concept of this treatment has been around years. However, the technology and, te and techniques keep improving over the years. Years ago, when, it when I first became trained in microdermabrasion machine, I personally think the treatment was oversold to clients by salons. You would get taught in college that this treatment does it all. It helps with acne scarring, pigmentation issues, acne, aging, you name your concern and apparently it would fix it. So I think the client's expectations weren't managed. Therefore, many clients may have felt like it didn't provide them with the results they wanted. The technology behind this machine is pretty simple, if I'm being honest. Essentially, it's an exfoliation treatment. It's a really good deep clean and polish. And now there are more advanced machines to combat concerns such as pigmentation, acne scarring and so on. The diamond microdermabrasion is being used for what it should. And that is a really good deep clean and polish. And everyone loves that treatment and is really happy with their results. Another really popular treatment we offer is the microneedling treatment. This treatment helps reduce acne scarring, improve skin texture and is used for anti-aging. It basically is a treatment that is designed to stimulate cell renewal and new collagen without causing damage to the skin. How it works is titanium needles are used to cause a controlled trauma to the skin. As the skin starts to repair itself, new collagen is formed, resulting into a plumping effect on the skin. In time, as the client's skin cells turn over, the new collagen is pushed to the top layer of the skin, and we call that the epidermis, uh, where the client can see the visible results. Clients do have to go and uh, undergo multiple treatments and wait around six weeks to see their long-lasting results, but we do see really good results with this treatment. Um, we are actually launching a new treatment in February at Fixation Skincare, which is really exciting. Um, it's called High Frequency, and basically it's an electrical current used to stimulate, sanitize, and heal the skin. So it's germicidal benefits, not only kills acne bacteria, but speeds up the healing time of current acne pustules. It also encourages healthy cell function and promotes skin healing alongside restoring the skin's health. So this treatment is going to be great for clients suffering from breakouts and can be used alongside other treatments too. So we're really looking forward to getting this launched and seeing the results in clinic. That's great. The new treatment sounds really exciting as well. And I think what you said about um, salons overselling the treatments in the past is it's definitely true. And I think a lot of skincare clinics used to push instant results. And I think what you do is you push for seeing the long-term results rather than those instant benefits which is really rewarding and you must find it rewarding as well yeah definitely I mean there are some treatments like the diamond microdermabrasion you know you can come in you can get a deep clean and polish mm -hmm. with the skin you know we do some extraction of blackheads you leave and you can see a visible result then and there and that's great but there are other things 
like acne scarring, which would be impossible to kind of see a result within a day. We're talking about kind of rebuilding your natural collagen, which is in the bottom layer of your skin. So I think sometimes the main thing for me is always manage clients' expectations and kind of let them know what journey they're going to be on. Look, you know, it's going to be around 12, 15 weeks post-treatment until you start seeing your longer lasting results. And once people know that, then they're fine with it. You know, they can they can live with that. Yeah, I have to wait longer, but it's going to be helping me, you know. So I think that the main thing is managing clients' expectations. And a lot of salons, in my experience, um, can oversell. And it's not building your client base well because you're not engaging trust with clients by doing that. Yeah, exactly. I think your offering is interesting as well because you do just focus on those results-driven treatments as some skincare clinics offer different services as well and more like traditional spa treatments. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that when setting up fixation, it was always a thing of, you know, keep it results-based. And as I said, you know, I'm too chatty to kind of let people relax I want to know what they're doing at the weekend what they're having for dinner like you know <laughs> it's just I would, I would feel bad for a client to think they're going to come here and really go into a tranquil sleep because I, I, that's just not me <laughs> <laughs> so you offer male skincare treatments too um, and you've made such a big difference to my skin so are there any differences between male and female facial skin? And for guys that don't think that skincare is important, do you have anything to help them to reconsider? Oh, thank you. Well, yes, we do have a full treatment menu targeted for male skincare. Male grooming has definitely become more popular and accepted in society recently. And so it should be. You know, men shouldn't be ashamed for looking after their skin. I have many male clients come in for treatments all the time you know tradesmen office guys younger males older males you name it often it starts with um I'm not sure why I'm here my wife booked it and told me to come and you can see that a lot of them are almost embarrassed to be in a salon or clinic environment however when they do realize it isn't such a girly environment and relax into the consultation they do really open up and share their skin concerns just like women would men's skin is on average 25% thicker than a woman's skin. So in addition to it being thicker, the skin texture is tougher and the production of uh, oil also differs. I decided when launching Fixation Skincare to create a range of treatments specifically adapted for men. I think it's important to try and separate the treatment descriptions and the language used. For example, if I say to a male client, would you like radiant and glowing skin? Or would you like fresh re-energized skin? They're most likely going to pick the latter. While men don't generally have an obsession that many women have regarding skincare, they do need to still look after it. And even if that's just by keeping it simple and using a face wash and SPF, then yeah. Yeah, I think what you said as well about being unsure about it because it's not so widely promoted, it was definitely true for me as well. Because um, it's that, um, like, going into the unknown a bit with knowing what you want in your head but not knowing 
like yeah. if you've chosen the right thing. Yeah, and I think that new experiences for both men and women, you know, services and stuff like that, you don't really know. You're walking into the unknown, as you say. So, you know, I try and kind of explain what's going to happen, what's going on, especially for nervous clients. You know, I'll kind of talk them through, you know, I'm just cleansing your skin right now. That's all I'm doing. So people can feel a little bit more relaxed. But yeah, on a whole with males coming to the clinic for the first time, you can see that they are nervous. And it's a shame that society has kind of made that into that. But I do feel like we are getting somewhere, definitely. Yeah, I think so too. And you spoke about kind of society's expectations and and many of the models we see on skincare ads in the media can make us feel insecure and particularly for young people. Um, So we spoke earlier a bit about social media, but do you have any advice for those that aren't happy with the skin and find themselves comparing to others based on what they see online and in the media? So often this is something I reflect on. I do reflect on social media. As a business, I feel like we do what we can on social media to ensure we don't create an environment that does make people feel insecure. We always use real client before and after images that are completely unedited to show real results. You know, all our models in the photo shoots, they're not actually models. They're my friends, family, and even clients who kind of offer to help me out. The main thing I would say is at the end of the day, skin is skin and it's not porcelain. No two skin types are the same. And I personally love that. For people that are insecure and do compare their skin to others, please don't, you know, we are not defined as people to whether you have a few spots on your face or a few fine lines and wrinkles. We do live in a very superficial world and, you know, the power of editing is just mind-blowing in this day and age. I do think that social media can fool many people. At the end of the day, many people are posting their highest moments and not the lows. And I do hope in time that big skincare brands and heavy influencers can be more transparent and natural with the content that they are sharing. Yeah, I think it's really important. And I think when people are... uh sharing um, skincare content online they don't always think about um, the repercussions and what message they're sharing as well because even if it's meant to be innocent if someone's not in the right frame of mind they can start to doubt their own skin and what they look like as well and, and again it leads back to you know no two skins are the same so In a way, there's no point in comparing your skin to others and, you know, craving that certain skin because we're all built differently. Our DNA is different, you know. And, yeah, I hope that big influencers and skincare brands can become a little bit more real um, and more transparent and natural with the content that they share, definitely. And you, um, as well as um, running Fixation Skincare, you started the Fixation Training Academy to inspire and educate others as well, uh, to set them on the path to delivering the skincare treatment themselves. So what was your motivation for wanting to do that? And could you tell us more about it? Yeah, definitely. So the Academy has always been a major goal of mine since opening Fixation. I think there's always been a teacher personality in me since being young, to be honest. I love educating clients about their skin. And I'd say that that's actually one of my most favorite things to do about the job. 
So during the COVID-19 pandemic, I was off work for a total of, I think it was around nine months. It really gave me a chance to sit and write the content for all the courses. So all the manuals, workbooks and tests were written by myself. From there, it became accredited by Habia and then the Academy launched in March 2021. The last five years, I would say, in the beauty world, it's completely changed and dramatically. We used to become qualified in all aspects of beauty. So when going out to work in industry as a beauty therapist, you would carry out a mixture of treatments throughout the day. You could go from doing a pedicure to an eyebrow wax and a set of lashes all before your lunch break. Now, pretty much all therapists have become specialised in certain fields. You have your lash techs, your eyebrow lady, your MUAs. It's all split into different specialisms. And with that, therapists are becoming more confident and master their trade they're in because they're constantly doing just that specific treatment. And I personally think that's great. From starting my beauty training at college back in 2012, I was always drawn to skincare and loved the facial treatments over every, over anything else. So why not focus on the treatments that you love and enjoy doing? While skincare products and treatments have been out decades, I do believe that the skincare world is currently booming and growing, especially in the younger generation. On a whole, everyone is wanting to have kind of your flawless, youthful skin And with that, it does cause a demand for skincare businesses like myself. I want to share my knowledge and passion with other professionals who are wanting to advance their skincare knowledge. The Academy's mantra is there is enough room at the table for everyone. You just have to bring dedication to have a seat. And what that really means is there's no secrets with fixation. I wouldn't ever hold back valuable knowledge from learners. We don't see other skincare businesses competition and there's enough clients to go around for everyone. You must be so proud of seeing the course come together as well and being able to work on that through lockdown and then have it available now. Yeah, to be honest, it, it, it did give me a really good focus throughout lockdown because obviously I'm used to coming to work and being around so many clients a day to then being at home and, you know, not being around many people at all. So it was a really good focus and a good achievement to get done in lockdown. Definitely. And do you think when you were writing the course that you did it in a way where it's something that you would have liked to have seen when you started out and including things that were maybe missed or frustrated you when you started with your training? Yeah, I would say I am a very kind of, I love procedure as a person. So I think I want to know all the information. Um, When I go on skincare courses myself, I think I probably really annoy all the tutors because they'll say a statement (laughs) and I go, well, why? How does that work? You know, tell me more. Um, Because for me to have an understanding and to be able to share knowledge to clients, you've really got to know the ins and outs of it and what you're doing. So I think the courses that I provide... They are extremely thorough. From courses that I've gone on in the past, I've always tried to look at them and think, what was I missing from that? And what could I add into that? What would have made me feel more confident leaving the course? Mm -hmm. And I think giving people that confidence is really important as well. And it's lovely that you set up the academy to do that because there's so many courses available where you don't really get a complete journey you might learn lots but it doesn't necessarily mean that you feel more confident about delivering 
Yeah, definitely. And I think confidence is key, um, especially with skincare. You know, it's not a um, it's not an arty type treatment. And what I mean by that is with lashes, you practice to perfect. So it's a very arty, creative treatment with skincare. It's very sciencey. So you do need to know the yeses and the noes. Um, obviously, technique, yes, you need to practice your facials. You know, you need to get the your cleansing facial routines. Um, but I think you, with skincare, you do need to know the yeses and the noes. And it is quite straightforward. Um, there are procedures in place. Um, so, yeah, I would say. What are your future plans for fixation? So I would say this question is quite tricky to answer. Um, the plan for fixation is to keep growing and, and expand in all aspects. I try and be open-minded with all the opportunities that come my way. Would I sit here and openly share a kind of five or ten year detailed plan of fixation with everyone? Probably not. I would say one of the reasons is that you never know what's around the corner. Things can change, new opportunities can arise. But there's also an element of wanting to be the first, I suppose. Right now, I am fixation. Without myself in the business, it wouldn't work, as I'm the therapist that carries out all the treatments. So I suppose future plans for fixation would include taking on therapists who have the same ethics and passion as mine. And when I am ready to start a family, which isn't yet, so all clients listening, don't worry, (laughs) that fixation (laughs) can continue and grow. That's great. So you've got loads of personal goals as well um, that you'd like to achieve in 2022. I know we spoke about it when I last saw you. Yeah, so I do love to set goals and I'm really big into kind of manifestation and try and stay motivated. I think goals are great to set, especially this time of year and when owning a business. I would say, I know we spoke about This year, a big personal goal for me is to run the Sheffield Half Marathon. I love exercising. However, I've always hated running. Um, I signed up with the intention of trying to change my mindset and really get into it. So I'm currently two months away from race day. Am I training for it? Yes. Um, Do I still hate running? Yes. (laughs) Is it diary to complete the Sheffield Half Marathon? Also, yes. So basically, that that kind of means in my world, if it's in the diary, it's happening. So yeah, wish me luck on that one. Another goal of mine related to fixation this year is to really start understanding business. You know, I've had my business for coming up to nearly four years in July. Um, I'd say my passion for the industry and the fact that I am such a people person has is what has built fixation to where it is today. Daily, I'm researching what the next big skincare thing could be looking at new ingredients that are coming onto the market and how treatments can be adapted to be improved i spent so many years in education and constantly going on new courses to update that knowledge however the business side of work is something that does really challenge me i suppose it's one of those things you know the the whole i wish they taught me that when i was at school and to be honest maybe they did and i wasn't really listening i was probably sat in the back of a class chatting on my phone or something not concentrating (laughs) you know but the love or lack of love for school that I had is a different story I was 23 when I opened fixation so just a young girl really who had so much motivation goals and dreams but no idea how to implement them I think in the past I can admit that it's been quite overwhelming at times having a business 
You go from working in a salon or a spa getting told what to do. Your energy and focus solely goes into that client and treatment. Once you finish your shift, you go home or go out with your friends and work isn't on your mind until you return to your next shift. When having a business, especially at the start, it consumes your life and your brain. You know, no one tells you the exact steps you need to take to ensure that you have the correct policies in place. And that would really panic me. Things like tax returns, PAT testing, insurances, risk assessment, the list really does go on. I've had to kind of learn on the job, I suppose. I'd say now that Fixation Skincare is established and growing in Sheffield, I'd just love to get a better understanding of how to grow my business. And I would say this is a start for Fixation Skincare. Yeah, I think that's the, I echo what you've said about um, kind of when you're self-employed, like no one teaches you any of the things you need to know or skills that you need. And when you have a passion for something, I guess it, in your case, you just decided that's what you wanted to do. But instead, you've been thrown into being self-employed while still doing what you love and it's all the background stuff that yeah you and I think the passion will get you a business the passion will yeah. make your business grow but really where do you go that teaches you how to scale a business you know if you are wanting to do x y and z what order should you do that in and I think that that is quite a challenging part of having a business when you're not very kind of business minded yeah like you said there's so many things that no one tells you about but you just have to do them and it's sometimes sometimes it can make it feel overwhelming when you just want to focus on yeah you just want to do the fun stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's it yeah Um, it's been lovely to chat today Izzy thanks for all the tips that you've shared and it's been really inspiring to hear your story as well oh thank you no thanks so much for having me I really appreciate it no worries where can we find out more about fixation skincare and book an appointment yeah so we have a website which is www.fixationskincare.co.uk on our website, we have a shop site built in so you can get your Dermaquest and HelioCare products. Also an online booking system. We've got lots of things like blogs on there um, and all the information is mainly on our website. We also have social media. So we have Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then for the Academy, we have a separate website, which is www.fixationtrainingacademy.co.uk. Wow, I hope that you found that conversation useful and you learnt lots about how to look after your skin. I know I did. I've included links to Izzy's website and social media in the show notes if you want to take a look and maybe book your first skincare treatment. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Social Sanctuary Series 3. Thanks so much for listening and I hope that you have a lovely rest of the day or evening, whatever time you're listening to this, and I'll see you all soon.